Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Today is all about sourcing. Knowing who to target is far more effective recruiting strategy than casting a wide net when it comes to building your company. Even without a recruiting team, business leaders should be sourcing to find the right and hire the right talent. Today's quote, finding good players is easy. Getting them to play as a team is another story. Any idea who said that, uh, Mr. Brian? I, that is the first time that I've ever heard that quote. You know, it's the first time I've ever heard it too, which uh, Casey Strangel, mm-hmm. Stangle? Stangle, my bad. See, I just got corrected by, yeah, it's <laughs> Baseball Hall of Famer. We're not even five minutes into the show, Rick. I know, and, and already my already. tongue is already screwing up on me. <laughs> I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to provide proven tactical solutions to solve your company's toughest hiring challenges. We share insights from top-performing entrepreneurs and industry experts like our guest today, Brian Breath. He's a recruiting manager for Riot Games. Brian is a uh, Thailand acquisition leader and a U.S. Marine Corps veteran. Thank you for your service. You're really welcome. appreciate it. With uh, proven expertise in forging, adapting, and applying best practices to complex business challenges in recruiting. He has a proven track record as an entrepreneurial leader whose ability to align teams, enact change, and build sustainable frameworks enables businesses to attract top talent and become more efficient, productive, and competitive. Brian currently leads the recruiting teams for the publishing and esports teams over at Riot Games. Brian, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. My my tongue is giving me trouble already. So today we're going to cover a few things. We're going to talk about uh, sourcing. What is it and why is it important? We're going to discuss sourcing strategies and uh, if you're wondering how to source for your company, we're going to teach you how to execute on your strategy. I always go to Google when I do these episodes and do a little bit of research. And I found a really interesting definition, which Sherm put out, which is uh, sourcing is the proactive searching for qualified job candidates for current or planned positions. It is not the reactive function of reviewing resumes and applications sent to the company in response to a job posting or pre-screening candidates. I would actually agree with that. Mm-hmm. So to me, sourcing is the act of identifying who the people are that you want to talk to and then collecting the data that you need to engage them. Anything you'd like to add on that? or? Well, I, I think one thing to note inside of that definition is they specifically say that it is not the reactive function of reviewing resumes and applications, right? So there's there's this implication that sourcing is a proactive task. Which right? it is. It, it very much is. Yeah. Right. So you're not doing it in in response to something as a like the way that you are when you're reviewing resumes, right? And I think that's an important distinction. True. When you're a small company, which is most of our audience, uh, you have to go out and get people. Nobody's going to come to you. Right. Especially if they don't know who you are. <laughs> exactly. So let's talk a little bit about why we need sourcing. Why it's important. I think it's important because. When, when you asked me that question and what came to my mind immediately was one of the, one of the phrases that I heard early on in my career and that's, uh, you know, post and pray. <laughs> and, and that's, you know, that, that, that goes to, you know, re- there are recruiters who that's generally what they do, or that's, you know, companies, uh, that's generally what they do is they post a bunch of jobs and pray that they get, you know, a lot of applicants, which for goes job. hand in hand with spray and pray, which spray is pray, like right. it's closely related brother. Right. <laughs> Very closely, really. Brother. And, you know, 
And I think that if you really want to uh, find the right people, you have to spend some time uh, really being proactive because, I mean, I can pull tons of data that and research where, you know, sourced candidates are better hires. You know, they get, you get more quality candidates, uh, passive candidates are higher quality candidates. And so, absolutely, you know, given that information, you know, people have done it and proven it. So you, you actually want to take the time to do it so that you get those quality candidates. It's imperative that you do take the time to at least have an idea of who you want to hire mm -hmm. in order for you to be able to benchmark people that you're looking to hire anyway. Right. So for me, it's a tool to build my shortlist. Right. And let's talk about what a shortlist is. Shortlist is my 10 to 15 candidates that I think would be good for the role. Right. And in any given role, especially with key hires, you're only going to have 10 to 15 people in most cases, as opposed to when you have lots of jobs out there, like you've got 10 or 20 open roles in software engineering, it's a little bit different of an approach. Mm -hmm. But you still need to source for those people. Mm -hmm. That shortlist might be a lot bigger. Right. But you're 100% right where the best people that you get are those that you source. Right. Or Or sourcing can be getting people from your network. That is that is a referrals. way of sourcing, right? Referrals. Yeah. But you know what I was thinking about when you were talking just now, you know, it's you have to you have to think about it too, whether you're you can approach it in a couple of different ways. If you're sort of this the founder at a tech startup, you know, you are gonna rely more on people who you know. Oh, absolutely. Right? And your network. But right? it's important to know that you still have to run them through your process. You don't yeah, shortcut 100%. anything because of the fact that they were referred by your friend Bob. No, and that's not what we're talking about. I yeah. think what we're talking about is, you know, and there there are different cases, you know, depending upon uh, your your situation. I think, you know, the example that I just gave is, is one where, uh, you know, founder of a tech startup may look at their own network. Whereas if you have a team that to your point, like is, uh, you know, of a recruiter, small team of recruiters who's looking for engineers, th there's different things that come into play. They're going to be looking in more places and they're going to be managing their KPIs a little bit more than, than the individual. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the individual, you don't have the luxury of time to be able to spend all day right. long sourcing people. <clears throat> right. So it's really more important that you make it more effective mm -hmm. with the people that you do reach out to. Right. Which will be show number two we do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about sourcing strategies because, you know, there's a few different ways in which you can source people. Uh, you mentioned referrals, which is my favorite way to source. Right. I think the strongest people usually come from referrals. Yep. Second would be what your your ATS system or a database if you've got one. Right. So in a way, job boards are kind of resume databases or I'm, I don't know why I'm pleading an argument for job boards because I hate them and I don't, don't use them. Don't plead an argument for job boards, you should. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Although I did find them useful at one point long time ago when you go through the archives of people who posted sure. like four or five years ago or 10 yeah. years ago. Social media. What I, about using social media as a strategy? Uh, absolutely, I think. And uh, I'm sure you guys can attest to that. Oh, 100%. And, and I think, uh, I want to go back to what you said, though. You know, you talked about referrals and then the ATS. And, you know, uh, prior to the show, you and I were kind of uh, sort of chatting about this. Yeah. I, I really do feel like, uh, you know, and your ATS is like your first stop when you start off your sourcing process. I'm not saying that referrals, you know, is aren't important, but... If you're managing your 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 candidate repository, your pipeline uh, the way you should, you should have somewhere 
where you can go back to and you know refer to candidates that you're keeping warm or candidates that you didn't get to or uh, you know candidates that uh, the no this is not the right time currently and you can go back and see like who is there uh, that's available now. If you've done right by those candidates too, you can also get referrals from them. Hundred percent. Those 100%. are the best sources of referrals. People that you keep warm, who you close out, and you don't ghost. And that's especially talk a, to you. yeah, for sure. And that's uh, especially true if going back to sort of that founder scenario where you don't necessarily have uh, you know much internal resources. You have to include things like that in your conversation with people. Like you know, all right, well, this isn't if this isn't a fit for you. Do you know of anyone? And that's how you start to build your network over time. But getting back to uh, social media, absolutely, you can't uh, you can't ignore you know platforms like Twitter or Facebook or even LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn is kind of a big tool. I mean, th- that's that's a huge tool. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, that's where everybody is. <laughs> that that's yeah, I, I, you <laughs> for know, the most part. I, for the most part. And but you also have to know, like you know, uh, what what is your response rate going to be on different platforms? Because you may be you may get a better response rate for <laughs> engineers on Twitter than you might on LinkedIn. Uh, but you, that comes over time and you start to see what your effectiveness is. It's different though. If you're a founder of a company and you're reaching out to somebody via LinkedIn, I would imagine you get a higher response rate than us who are recruiters. Oh, for sure. Um, Cause I think once they see the tag that we say we're a recruiter, then, you know, we automatically, oh, well, I'll get to that later. Unfortunately, LinkedIn's platform has been so convoluted with in-mails or people have been so bombarded by in-mails that the response rates have gone down dramatically over the past couple of years. I think that's true uh, in in certain uh, in certain cases. I think for engineers, in my experience, it's, it's more effective to actually uh, get their email address and reach out to them directly via, via email versus sending them an email. But LinkedIn is a tool where you know you can leverage it in a different way to get them to respond, and uh, you know you can including your messaging. And I know we might want to try and get to this a little bit later in terms of, you know, after you source people, what's the messaging. I think it's important to talk about not just the job, but who they have the opportunity to work with because people, people look at that when they're considering opportunities. All right. So the sourcing strategies, I mean, I'm a big believer that referrals is the first place you should go. Right. Social media. I I use LinkedIn quite ostensibly. (laughs) And, um, and, and here's the thing. I don't look for contact information within LinkedIn and I don't do too many in-mails. I primarily look to contact them outside of LinkedIn. I have better results that way. Yeah. And I, and I would, I would agree with that. I think, uh, you know, there are a lot of sourcing tools where you can actually get people's (laughs) email addresses and, and be able to reach out to them. And if we have time, we'll talk about that. Yeah. All right. So, um, what about miscellaneous Recruiter networks, i.e. like maybe AngelList or things like that, are those useful sourcing strategies and and where should the time be spent on that? I think those, to me, I think those strategies are, uh, should not be a focus. Uh, I think those are, those are more uh, secondary uh, sources. When I think about miscellaneous, in addition to like recruiting networks, I also think about like alumni networks. If you, you know, if you, uh, you know, if you have relationships with any schools, uh, especially if you're a founder, you might want to go back to your alumni and look at their alumni networks, special interest groups you mentioned, or, or, or uh, sites like AngelList. I've used uh, previously. And so it's good to be aware of those. I, professional I groups. Yeah, professional groups. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to be aware of those. 
I don't, I don't know that I would necessarily rely them, rely on them as a primary part of your strategy, though. Suck up a lot of time. It would, yeah. it would, because you you have to look at what returns you get, and I think you focus, you focus on on the places where you're likely to get the most return, while also depending upon the role too, that's going to dictate where you look. So let's look at a formula for a good sourcing strategy and where it fits into the recruiting process. I think about knowing who you are as a company first, what your core company values are, and then benchmarking the needs of what your company needs, not necessarily what you want, and then creating a sort of scene strategy, identifying those people, and then moving into engagement. Mm-hmm. How would you uh, look at it? It's similarly, I think the, the, the most important part of what you just talked about is really getting clear on what the business needs versus what you want, Right. Because yeah, because what you want sometimes does not serve the business. Or what you want might be actually two roles, right? And it doesn't exist as one person. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to spend time going out looking for a unicorn that you may never find. I also think that just understanding where, having an understanding of where you're going to look for these folks once you've defined the spec is also really important. If you're just joining us on the live stream of the podcast, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and today our guest is Brian Breath. He's the recruiting manager for Riot Games. Yay. Great to be here. I play uh, Annie every once in a while. You do. My daughter loves that game. Nice. She only let me play Annie. Oh, really? Why? I don't know. Because, you know, she skipped along. She got the big teddy bear. Oh, got she it. loves it. Okay. It's, it's the teddy bear. I yeah. Get it. So that's the only character I can play when I'm at home. My my son loves Tibbers. Tibbers? Okay. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the bear, right? Yeah. It's okay, bear. cool. It's been a little while since I played. <laughs> <laughs> got to get back into it. All right. So we're talking about sourcing. Um, so let's talk about how to source. Let's talk about, let's dig into kind of the best methods for sourcing. So we talked a little bit about kind of the overall strategy. Let's start with referrals, because I think that's really the most important place to start. How do you ask for referrals? I think backing up just a little bit from that, I think it's worth mentioning that you want to make sure that you are you have a way to capture people's information, right? Uh, have a way to go back to it and even put notes in over time. You know, in certain situations, we've talked about this you may be, you know, at a startup where you don't have an ATS. Uh, maybe the best thing you have in a, is an Excel spreadsheet or some kind of or Evernote. Evernote. I know people who've used that before, but I think backing yeah. up from that, having that uh, repository to ca- to keep that information, and then that way. Well, at the very core, you should at least have maybe a spreadsheet. Yeah, an ATS is an applicant tracking system or a CRM, or just right. have something that you can build pipelines. Right, because building pipelines is a pretty important piece of it. Exactly, because I think in 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 certain cases, you may be going to people to ask for referrals that you might have communicated with before. And so you want to make sure that you are familiarize yourself with where the conversation was left off. If it's, if it's just a cold contact, uh, you know, obviously you want to reach out, uh, be clear on what the opportunity is. And then inside of the conversation, if you're talking and then the individual says, well, you know, I'm sorry, this doesn't, um, it's not right. Not the right opportunity. I'm not available. Whatever they say is, you know, I get that this is not the right time. Can you refer somebody or do you know of somebody that you might be a good fit or might be interested? And a lot of times you just brought up a key point. A lot of times it's based on timing. Yeah. Somebody's in the middle of a project. Somebody has some deliverables they have to do. They don't want right. to leave. Right. Just because they weren't necessarily right fit yesterday doesn't mean they won't be today. 100%. And that's why that repository, wherever you Absolutely. keep that information is important because then you you know, you know come back to it at a later point because you may have a similar need in the future and you want to make sure that you t- 
talk to those candidates or at least have a way to keep them warm so that they can in, they can put themselves in the mix when they are available and ready. Okay, at the very least, we're talking about a spreadsheet, but it uh, may be outside of right because I don't want to give up any riot secrets or what have you. But <laughs> um, outside of that, what would you recommend would be a good place for an entrepreneur to actually store that information? Uh, there are a lot of things that you There's can a lot use. Of tools. There's a lot of tools that you can use. Uh, you know, very basic is a, a spreadsheet, uh, you know, uh, either Google Sheets or Excel. Um, that way you have the ability to sort and filter information, other things that you can use, uh, I, almost everything else that requires not, an investment of some, well, sort. it does require an investment. So, but you know, you're also making investments for something like, you know, office. Sure. Right? So, um, if you want something that's free, yeah, sheets is out there. You can use any sort of contact management, uh, uh, app, uh, that, has the ability to uh, keep people's contact information, but also put some notes in there so that you have some sort of historical record of what your conversation has been with them. So this yeah, is like should, really, this you is should definitely note everything. You should like note everything. Copious notes. Yeah, for sure. But then, you know, this is, this is really like, you know, this is like bootstrapping kind of stuff that yeah. we're talking about. Like if you have no resources, you got to get creative. So the, the, it's, it's the principle is, you know, you have to have some way of, keeping contact information with notes so that you can refer back to them. Right. And yeah. that's like sort of the, the base level, you know, if you do have the fortune of having uh, funding to where you can get yourself CRM or an ATS, then you want to create it in a way that you can, you know, utilize like tags. So you can tag people in different categories um, <clears throat> where you can easily access note information for particular people. And if possible, uh, set reminders so that you can keep people in your funnel warm over time. That's really important, but most business leaders don't have the time to do that. Right. Which is why I think when you get to that point where you don't have the time and you're getting big enough, you need to hire a full-time recruiter. You, you really do. Yeah. And, and until then, you've got you've got to make the time because, and, and you and I have talked about this too, like human capital, like is your most important investment in the business and... Business issues are really hiring issues in disguise. Right. You've made a bad hire if you've got business problems. Right. So getting the right person in the seat is very, very important. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're an entrepreneur, you've got limited resources. We talked a little bit about taking the notes. How do we go? Let's walk through how to best to do this. So I, I say where to start would be identifying your competitors yeah. or transferable or companies that are similar that you can you can pull from. Right. I was just about to say, it's not just identifying your competitors because you certainly do that. Um, you should also <laughs> identify um, companies that may not necessarily be competitors, but where you want to get talent from. So And, there, and be realistic because if you're a small startup with no money, you're not going to be able to track somebody out of Google. You, yeah, you may it, be able to, yeah. but if it's somebody who wants to be a founder, but that's you know, one in 10,000. Yeah. I think what we were just talking about said another way is there's competitor companies that, you know, offer the, a similar product or service. Those are your competitor companies, but also companies that you're competing for talent for may not necessarily be in so the same outlier space. outlier companies. But, well, yeah, you know, anyway. and so I think it's important to know who those players are and, Absolutely. and list them out and put down uh, who are, what are the types of talent that are at these companies that you want to get, right? What we're talking about here is market mapping. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, yeah. but you know, and in a, in a very simplistic way, but you know, if you're, again, if you're that, if you're that scrappy guy at the startup, this is why, you know, you want to use like in this particular instance, you, de you definitely want to use a spreadsheet that you could sort the information with. And I think it's really important to build up your LinkedIn network and really right. utilize the power of network. I should say scrappy individual. Guy or gal. Right.
or I guess I can't say Yale these days. Right. <laughs> Scrappy individual. Utilizing the power of networking, but actually just getting out and meeting people at networking events, going to right. really, you're going to have to hit the ground. Right. Well, and I think that it's a good point to bring up because old school networking face to face, right? You're it's gonna still have to, alive and well. Well, it is alive and well. And when you talk about your company or your startup not really having that that brand recognition in the marketplace, then you have to go out and, and get people. And you know, quite honestly, that's a way to start building your employer brand. Well, that's your that is your employer brand getting out there, right? Because there's in, unless you're somehow a, a marketing genius or an online marketing genius, you're not building any brand recognition. Right. Um, I'm a big proponent of give before you ask. If you're going to identify people and you're starting to build pipeline, offer them something. Don't try and just recruit them right off the bat, but build a relationship with somebody first right? before you effectively go out and try and recruit them. Because mm-hmm. if you're known, then it becomes a little bit easier and you've got some sort of rapport with that person. Right. That's that going back to that old fashioned networking stuff. Well, I mean, if you, I got my start in agency and yeah. you, know, you, you had to know how to do that. In fact, when you were, when we were trained, that's one of the things that we were trained on was just building your network via going out to conferences and, yeah. you know, the special I interest groups, seminars, whatever. I had a phone and a fax machine that I actually had to use every day. Fax machine. <laughs> remember those? Yeah, I remember those. Gone with the pager. <laughs> <laughs> right. Gone with the pager. Poor fax machine. And the block cell phone. Can we have a moment of silence for the fax machine and the pager? Okay, we're over it. We're done. (laughs) Right. Best tools for sourcing. Let's kind of dig into that a little bit. Referrals first. Right. Which is funny because often people go referrals last. I see that often in recruiting for some reason. They go to their ATS system first and they go to LinkedIn and then they go to referrals last. I look at it like referrals should be very early on uh, in your your sourcing process. and, you know, whether you do it, the whether it's first or whether ATS is first, I think those two yeah. very much should, one should be first and one should be second. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think there's a particular order to it, but those two in my mind are the top two. And I found what makes me successful in getting referrals is not calling and asking for a referral, but giving something first and letting them opt out and then asking for the referral. And there's different ways in which you can ask for a referral, but you got to earn that permission to ask for a referral Mm -hmm. rather than, hey, I'm not interested. Okay, well, who do you know? Right. You know, people jump to it too soon. Right. But that's part of engagement. My bad. Let's. (laughs) Right. Getting ahead of the game. (laughs) I know. I know. Tools available. Okay. So this isn't a show about technology, but I found some tools are, are valuable. Yeah. You've got like in internal resume databases. We mentioned AngelList earlier. That seems to be pretty popular with a lot of startups, Mm -hmm. your internal ATS system. What about tools like maybe Intello, Talentbin, HireTool, those things? Uh, Do you have any experience with them or Uh, are they useful? I've used all three uh, and they are... Pricey? They're they're pricey. I mean, this, 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 you know, this part of the conversation, we're just assuming that there's some sort of budget to invest in these things. And so... Yes, uh, I, I think a sourcing tool uh, is is a very good a very good way to get out there and start finding people. I, I think Hire Tool is probably one of the better tools in the marketplace right now. But I, I've used Intello. Intello is very good. Um, Intello can be very pricey because they have got a lot of great add-ons uh, that certainly add benefit. And then uh, Talentbin is something that actually I used probably about five years ago. I'm surprised and, they're still around. And then what about portfolios like GitHub? Stack Overflow, those are always percent. Those yeah. are great places to look to. Yeah, and, and I think those obviously you're you're looking for a very specific core talent, right? Sure. In, in software engineers, um, but you know they're, they're very good for that. 
hand in hand with that would be meetups, specified meetups. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Any last thoughts? I think the only thing that I would just lay out there, uh, especially for those for those folks at startups where resources are super limited is even though you don't have budget for the resources, there are a lot of things that you can do. And I think the best thing that you can always fall back on is that building that network of one-to-one communication with people and going out and getting yourself out there. I think that's the very first thing that you can all, that you can really rely on because especially as a founder, you, you should be doing that anyway. Yeah. You need to get your brand out there as well. Right. And we're out of time with that one, Brian. I hate that this show goes by so fast. I I know. Hey, thanks for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Thank you. Now, I'm sure members of our community would like to find out a little bit more about potentially working for Riot or a little bit more about you. How do they find you? You can always reach out to me on LinkedIn, um, but I encourage you to go to uh, riotgames.com and uh, and check out our site. There's a lot of great content there. Yeah, and actually join and play the game. It's pretty fun. <laughs> oh yeah, League of Legends. Uh, you know, it's 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 an amazing game. You will never never stop learning. I don't want to get sucked back into it. Hey, not only you know is you do, Brian speaking at ERE Recruiting Conference in April, but I am as well in San Diego, and I'm looking forward to that. This is going to be fantastic. So you'll be able to join us both there if you guys are interested. Um, we've included a short URL to that in the show notes. I want to thank our listening audience for tuning into this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. We need your feedback to uh, bring more valuable content to you. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Charles Antis. Charles is the founder and CEO of Antis Roofing and Waterproofing. We're talking about purpose. This is going to be a fun one. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.